Good morning and welcome to Vikings Territory Breakdown. Uh, I'm your host, Joe Oberly with VikingsTerritory.com and PurplePTSD.com. I'm joined each week by our co-host, Mark Craig from the Star Tribune and StarTribune.com. And we're here to talk about the Vikings. Dang, I'm mad at them. I'm so mad at the Vikings. God! five and one and they're not six and one and they're not winning by a thousand points what the hell is going on mark yeah last last year they were why everybody's complaining because oh they're they're two and three and they're 12 points from being five and oh and now it's or 12 points from being oh and five it's you know just you are what you are That's and however point. you however you get to that point this league right now has 10 three and three teams that are, have a share of the first place in their division. They have four teams that are two and four and only a game out. So why not enjoy just five and one? You're second in the conference. The Packers aren't looking as good as what I thought they would look. And a lot of people thought they would look, you know, to me, it's, you know, these are the kind of games they were losing last year. I'm also writing about 2003 when they started six and oh, and you know, the games that they lost that in that situation, when they were up, you know, uh, the Vikings have already played some of those types of quarterbacks, and they've they've managed to win the games. Uh, now, granted, ten three and outs is is a head turner, and ten punts is a head turner, but yeah. you still won the game. So, uh, just you got to it beats the alternative. You're, you're saying enjoy prosperity. Have how long have you lived in Minnesota? We don't do that. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. It's like a you know, if you say it's boy, I really like fall. Well, you know what's coming. You know what's coming. <laughs> Uh, Kirk, Kirk, Kirk has great stats. Yeah, but he doesn't win. Kirk's winning, but he doesn't have great stats. It's like, so yeah, it's, you always have it. You guys always have like a rug to pull out from under it. Yeah. Th- uh, how, you said t- seven of 10, three and three records are leading their division. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, there's 10, three and three teams. So oh my God, you know, uh, and, and also if you look at, okay, say, you know, Baltimore, I would, you know, I don't have them ranked ahead of the Vikings because they have managed to blow a bunch of leads, but, you know, Baltimore has led uh, the Bills by 10 points at halftime. They led the Giants by 10 points in the fourth quarter. They led the Dolphins when they had Tua, and they were a legitimate team, by uh, 21 points in the fourth quarter. You know, they blow all those leads. They're three and three. You know, where would you rather be, you know, three and three and fighting it out with, uh uh, the Bengals or five and one and two games ahead of the Packers. I mean, it's, that's just, a, that's the way this league is. It's just how it is. You gotta, you know, be the the, the best of the worst and, and make yourself uh, and just keep winning. You, uh, you do have the Cowboys ahead of the Vikings and we'll talk about that later because in fact, they're getting their quarterback back and they might just implode after that. Cooper Rush will be gone and they won't, won't win. Just kidding. Anyway, on to the Finns and the and the Vikings. Uh, you know, yeah, we do have to take that game with a grain of salt, even though I will enjoy it and I have enjoyed it. Just win, baby. That's the mantra. You know, it's not pretty, but it's 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 what's going on. Uh, you know, they they lot they they did not have Tua playing quarterback, and then they jumped down to their third string quarterback to start the game, Skyler. Thompson and then he gets knocked out and they put in Teddy Bridgewater who was coming off the concussion protocol plus they're missing their two offensive uh, tackles which is not a, a great recipe for success so the Vikings got him at a good time and you know to say uh, the least yeah they didn't 
they didn't play very well. Ten punts. Oh my goodness, that's uh, that's quite incredible. But uh, you know, I, I, I guess the offense started slowly again, and you know they were you know very very slow. They were they were bailed out by a defense that uh, you know got some turnovers, and once again the abandon did not break. Um, but uh, the defense held them in that game. You got to hand it to the defense for this victory because I don't think the offense did anything. I mean, they they the, they scored some points. They did enough to win. But this this game was on the defense for keeping a minute. Yeah, I mean, there was a stat in the first half when the Vikings had their two scoring drives where Kirk was like 11 of 11 on the two scoring drives and then everything else was three and out. Um, you know, they did have that touchdown drive where he, he goes six of six. So they sprinkled in what they're capable of, but they did very small dashes of what they can do. Uh, I'm still not sold on the defense. I You know, I, I, I don't see this as like, oh, you know, the, the pass rush is fixed. I, I look at it as Miami. You know, Miami loses. Uh, you know, Armstead, the left tackle, was the top-rated free agent. You know, everybody wanted him. Dolphins got him, and it was like a, it's a big win for the Dolphins. You know, they, they had a really good offseason with Tyree Kill and all this stuff. Um, he gets hurt, and then they have no other choice. The guy that they stuck in there last week was gave up like seven pressures, four hits, so they have to move the right tackle who's – you know, I, I don't usually reference pro football focus much, but I don't watch the Dolphins enough to know their right tackle from anybody. So he's a 72nd rated tackle out of 72 tackles. He has to come over and play left, you know, left tackle. And then the guy who was terrible backing up Armstead last year or last week goes to right tackle. So, you know, the Vikings did what they had, to, what they should do and, and, and feasted on a horrendous offensive line with a rookie quarterback and a guy who hadn't practiced all week. I frankly, I feel if, if Armstead had played and Skylar Thompson had stayed in the game, there's a good chance the Vikings lose that game because Skylar Thompson, on one right. of the first third and longs, uh, he runs for a first down. And I think, you know, it did, wouldn't have taken much to tip the Vikings over in that game. And I think maybe yeah. the guy who practiced all week, who was more mobile, might have been able to do it. Yeah, and both uh, Thompson and Bridgewater for a time looked better than Kirk Cousins was early on, and and the whole Vikings offense. How do you explain that when when he does have a six for six drive and and like you said, a glimpse of what they can do, and then the rest of the time, you know, ten three and outs. Oh my goodness, ten punts in this game. Or I shouldn't say, but and it's incredible. I mean, what what was going on with Kirk? What why 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 the huge disparity there? How come there's no consistency from from even series to series have you been have you been around the last five years uh um that's kind of what that's kind of what kirk has been and i i've always see it when i watch him play i just see a guy over processing and then and whenever he has the time it works and he's got the arm to make every throw that's possible he didn't have as much time in that game he was you know he took what three sacks he was hit you know, many more times after that, it, he wasn't comfortable in that game with the amount of time he had. So this, again, this is the kind of thing with Kirk. It's got to be, you know, a little cleaner than you're not going to get away with some of the quarterbacks in this league uh, that can get away with some of the dirty pockets and everything. Kirk needs it a little bit cleaner and uh, didn't have it. And I think that he, you know, we've seen him this, this year, you know, miss maybe not so much in this game, but miss the, you know, they run routes to where there's levels of guys, and he's missed guys that have been open deeper. Um, and so also part of it is him learning this offense and, you know, and, and 
and all of that. But you know, that's that. that this is this is kind of how Kirk is. He's kind of he's very he's up and down. It's concerning because that means the recipe for stopping the Vikings is offense is out there. Um, if you can rattle this guy, you can you can shut him down. Now, Kirk sometimes you know maybe made the offensive line plays better, and they. I don't know if it's play calling, but all of a sudden they have those things. Yeah, I, I will credit Kirk for a few things in this game. Uh, he had a nice audible from uh, to date to to Justin Jefferson for 47 yards. That was a big play in the game, and he had some other audibles that I thought worked well. So him having the ability to do that year, this that this year seems to be helping. And in addition, one of the biggest plays for me was when he avoided that safety. Uh, when he was getting sacked in the end zone and got the ball out, that was pretty headsy play because that that could have turned the game right there. Like you said, one play could have turned it to, or tipped over the Vikings. So th- there were a couple plays that uh, um, that he did. So I, I can't completely get on him, but yeah, you're right. This is this is Kirk, and this is who he is, and we we have to get used to it. And and hopefully he can. You know, he has all those gaudy stats over the years for, for you know, fourth quarter comebacks and such and uh, touchdowns in the fourth quarter because the teams needed him to do that. You know, it'd be nice to see him do that more on the front end and get ahead of some of these teams early on. Well, it, and also it's it's Dalvin Cook. I mean, they, they were uh, 12 of 15 on third down against the Bears, but a lot of that was because 11 of those third down opportunities were – were third and four or shorter, and that's because Dalvin Cook was involved. You know, Dalvin Cook was invisible in this game, where he couldn't get anywhere until he they broke the uh, the fifty three yard touchdown, which you know the offensive line did a great job blocking that. Um, but so you know, as much as this is the you know passing team, and we love Kirk's stats and we love the gritty and all this stuff, it's you know Dalvin Cook to me is still the the linchpin. If it gets pulled out, um, you know your your things are gonna kind of go the way that they went against Miami. Uh, you know, you're going to have a lot of three and outs. You're not, you're, you know, you're going to have third, third and longs where the pressure's not going to hold up or the protection's not going to hold up. So, yeah, it's a combination offensive line, and Dalvin Cook has got to be a – he doesn't have to be O.J. Simpson with 200 yards a game. Right. He's just got to be involved and, and, and productive. It, it, the offensive line did have a down game, both uh, in protection, as you described, and, and, and now is – you know, they, they didn't open a lot for him for Dalvin Cook to get through. Uh, they gave up three sacks and seven quarterback hits. Uh, uh, Bradbury and Ingram had a couple bad moments, um, which is probably the weak spots of that line. Uh, would you say the line as a whole was down, or was it spotty, or, or what, what did you see there, if anything? Well, the inside. I mean, the, you know, the two the two weaker links are you know the Bradbury and Ingram. Ingram's a, a rookie, and Bradbury has had his issues since he's come into the league. Um, there was one where, you know, uh, Ingram just got, I mean, it looked like a high school player against an NFL player. He got, uh, those are the kind that must hurt to watch on when they're looking back and watching the film because he got knocked completely off balance and disposed of by the nose tackle. And then there was one where the you know, linebacker blitzes straight through the gap between center and, and right guard. And, you know, it's, it's tough when you ever, this is why I don't know. Sometimes I don't, I don't know how PFF or anybody like, you know, pinpoint exactly what was supposed to happen because, you know, Bradbury turns to his left, which typically they'll, you know, offensive lines will, will turn one way or the other, and they they kind of choreograph it that way. Well, he turned to his left and then immediately went back to his right, and I didn't see Ingram do, do much of anything. You know, so to me, if I if if I'm looking at Bradbury and his initial 
is, is a move to the left, turn to the left a little bit. I would expect, you know, Ingram to be doing that, but I'm not sure on that, but you know, he didn't, he wasn't blocking anybody. They, they, so you're going to see a lot, a lot more of this stuff uh, in addition to what we've already seen where they, they're going to be attacking that those two guys with stunts and, and different things and blitzes and, um, you know, they got to get that short up. And then also, you know, maybe the running back might have been to be there, but, you know, I, I don't know. It's a uh, couple of them were just, you know, really bad misses uh, you know, for the offensive line. Were they playing a little bit better defensive unit? I know the offense was obviously missing uh, personnel, starting personnel, but was the defense was is Miami's defense is pretty decent, isn't it? It's not going to win any awards. I mean, they, they, there are some injuries up front, I believe. Uh, uh, you know, nothing that they shouldn't be able to handle. I mean, you know, I think I, I, I keep saying this. I, I don't know if people are starting to sour on Ingram or not, but he's good enough to be a part of this team. And but he's a rookie. What I like about the guy and, and the offensive line in, in general is, you know, they, they've only committed like three penalties. There has not been an offensive line holding call. Tight ends have been called for holding. So last year, we, a lot of those games, especially the Cincinnati game, my goodness, like 12, 13 penalties in that first game. You know, anytime they got some some momentum going, there'd be a penalty. And how many times did we see on opening drives last year, you know, something, you know, they're going, 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 and then a holding and a false start and all this, and they're backing up and it's over. You know, we're not seeing that this year. We're seeing we're seeing this team open with drives. You know, not this time, but yeah. uh, in, in the, they've had three or four drives where it's been 10, 11 plays, 75 yards, you know, and, and no penalties. So um, that's, uh, to me, it's there's problems, but the fact that you're five and one and you're clawing your way through this, it's got to be uh, encouraging, I would think. Is that is that the offensive line coach? You like the coach there? You think that's got got him playing better than 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 during the Zimmer, Zimmer regime? Maybe. Yeah, I don't. I mean, uh, you know, personnel. Sure. Even Dennison before the COVID was, he was considered one of the better offensive line coaches. Right. In that. I still feel it's you know, you're not going to be making chicken salad out of uh, chicken bleep. Uh, <laughs> you know, you got to have you got to have the talent. I mean. Derrissaw is a talented player. Uh, Cleveland is a talented player. O'Neal is a, is a talented player. The other two are, you know, feeling their way. And one's a rookie. So uh, I would be happy with – I mean, especially when you just look at what Miami had, had, to, had to try and win with. That was a disaster. And then, you know, the Vikings, I mean, it's – I know that we've spent so many years talking about the offensive line not, not being yeah. up to par around here. You know, right now it's pretty close to being, you know uh, – what you need to, to make a run in the playoffs, I think. And uh, it's there, it's there for the, uh, you know, you don't have some of those right guards that, that have funneled through here in the last five years that were just horrendous. And uh, this guy's not horrendous. He's just a rookie. Um, Kevin O'Connell continues to uh, uh, talk positively about Bradbury and saying good things about him. Is that coach speak? You're trying to pump him up and keep his confidence level up because he knows this is who he's got to ride with, or is uh, is is some of what he's saying accurate that he's 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 been good on in certain instances here and there? Well, I think he's being accurate because I think he's you know I don't have the first six games in front of me his tape in front of me, but come on, you got to do your, your. I think he's playing better, you know, than he than he played last year. Um, yeah. 
there yeah. were some games last year where you know when you literally Mason Cole comes in and he, he was terrible and then Bradbury has to come back. Now, center was a bigger problem last year, I feel, than it's been so far this year. Okay, well, then we'll jump to the to the people that really had decent games yesterday. Justin Jefferson had a nice game, six catches for 107 yards. And uh, that 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 47-yarder where he came across the, the middle and Kirk fought him with the – or no, it wasn't uh, – caught, caught him on the sidelines and it was an audible and got him in one-on-one, I think. And uh, Jefferson made a nice run up the sidelines. He, he had another good game, didn't get in the end zone, but uh, he set up uh, some other guys to do the gritty, so that was good. Yeah, I mean it's that's what you should. This guy should should be like that every week. And um, if he's not like that, then you you know Thielen should be having a big game because everyone's paying attention to him. You know, there's going to be it'll be interesting to see on Thanksgiving night what you know. Bill Belichick tends to look at a game and does something that's that you don't. You know, it's uh, a lot of people will look at a, at an offense and say, okay, obviously you got to take this guy out. Bill Belichick will do something strange that catches a team off guard. I'd be interested to see that you know what what is Belichick? How does he approach this offense? And with you know, you know, you got Cook and you got Jefferson and you got Thielen and um, you know, knowing Belichick, he might be Johnny Munt's got to be the guy they stop, and it'll work. You know. <laughs> oh my God! I, I've got to think of something for. I was trying to for for the Munt situation because they keep they keep throwing him through three three uh, passes a game, getting three targets and. Some of them are successful, but uh, lately it hasn't been so good. But uh, uh, one uh, one uh, tight end who did okay was Irv Smith. Four catches for only seven yards, which is really interesting. But that was big TD in the first half. was a nice play from Kirk. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure what, what's going on with, you know, Irv is the better player. He's the more talented player. Munt is not. You know, the, what probably is <laughs> – you know, Munt is from the system. He knows that he came right. from Los Angeles. Um, but, yeah, to me it's, you know, I, I'd like to see, you know, Irv Smith more. Uh, but, you know, when you're going three and out every, you know, ten times, it's hard to see, yeah. you know, what, what, their, what their game plan actually was. It's hard to see whenever you can't stay on the field. I still think there's potential to to get to grow for, with Irv. I think he got stunted missing uh, – his sophomore year, so uh, hopefully he can still improve and be the guy who we thought we were drooling over in his rookie year. So, on uh, Adam Thielen had had eight targets, which is the same as Jefferson, and he had four catches for thirty six yards and a big touchdown. He he is still a really uh, very good uh, red zone target for this team. He might take he might take some fantasy points away from Cook and Jefferson, but man, it's sure it's good for uh, for the Vikings to get to keep. To keep to keep using him because he can, he can run good routes and he's got great hands. Yeah. I mean, you look at that play and how long it took to develop. I mean, that's, that's just Adam Thielen using that veteran savvy in the red zone and him having a connection with Kirk, you know, Kirk, I think even said, you know, I was basically adding, you know, where do, what do I do? What do I do? And then finally, you know, Thielen breaks free and, and it's hard to cover guys for that long, especially when you got a guy like Thielen, it's, you know he's not gonna run by you like Randy Moss, but he finds pockets and uh, yeah, he does. Really, really does a outstanding job of just kind of knowing where to be in that situation, and uh, and also it can has as good a concentration as you'll ever see when it comes to catching balls in traffic. 
he's he's becoming one, uh, right up there with Johnny Randall and the best undrafted uh, players to make a career on this team. I mean, Johnny Randall's in the Hall of Fame. I don't think Adam will get there, but boy, he's put together a nice career for himself in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, he's he passed Welker for the most touchdowns by an undrafted guy. So wow. Uh, as re- as a receiver, now there's still um, Gates and uh, someone else, I think. But you know, he he might be third uh, on all undrafted guys, 51 touchdowns. So yeah, I mean, he's he's clicking along. Mark Mark said earlier that uh, he's still not sold on this defense. So we're going to come back in the next segment and and uh, talk a little bit more, drill down on the defense. So pay attention to the ads that we got coming here in this break because they're going to start becoming important going forward. But in the meantime, uh, uh, come on back to Vikings territory breakdown. Welcome back to uh, Vikings territory breakdown with Mark Craig from the star tribune. Mark, the defense, I, I contend what, you know, got that, got that win. And that's what you got to have sometimes when your offense is not playing well, your defense to keep you in there until the offense wakes up. I mean, they had six sacks, uh, three timely turnovers, and I, you know, I, I thought they 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 put together a really gutty performance in really uh, tough conditions since it was so hot down there. We've had so many Vikings teams that travel north to down south, either Tampa or there, and just kind of wilt in the fourth quarter. But uh, uh, they gave up 548 yards, but uh, it was major bend don't break, and and uh, you know, uh, really kept the Vikings in a chance to win this game until the offense could figure it out and get it done. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, had fun at making fun of them with their, you know, their modern way, their sports science, their technology, their um, analytics and all this stuff. But if you look at it, I mean, you go to London, I mean, granted you're not playing, it's not a murderer's row of of your schedule, but you go to London on, on a Thursday, you, you manage to win that game. You come back and you, you win, at home, a division opponent at home. And then you go and turn around, you go down to Miami where it's, it's hard to play with the, with the humidity and that it was hot, hotter on your sideline and all this stuff. You know, they make it through that with three and oh, um, you know, watching the game early, it was like, I was amazed at how the outside linebackers, I think on the first drive were they were subbing in guys, you know, um, Luigi and uh, Pat Jones were in there, I think on the first drive. I haven't looked at the at the how the snap counts broke down, but you know they really ran a lot of guys through there. And after Joseph sacks, didn't he? Yeah, he had his first two sacks of his career. And again, it's you know I'm not gonna you know it's not it's not Lawrence Taylor because they play in just such a such a bad left tackle situation. But you know they you'd be concerning if they if they got if they went through that game and and looked like they have in the other games where there's just so little pressure most of the time. Um, I'd like to see it, you know, going forward. I mean, I just, I, I don't buy this defense where it's just the kind of the four guys rushing all the time. Um, you know, you're seeing, you see it mixed in. I mean, this time you saw Hicks coming up the middle a little more often. And um, you know, that, that I go back to London with, uh, I think it was London where Harrison Smith, you know, has that key rush at the end. It's like, that's what you need to see more of. And um, we're not seeing it. We're seeing just kind of a soft defense for the most part for the year. So, um, you know, I got to see more before I become a believer in this defense. So they did have more pressure this time than they've had. Oh, yeah. 
Um, they still have the soft shell where you can you can pick up 548 yards, in, you know, inside that area, it seems like. But they're keeping them out of the end zone, so I guess I have to temper all my complaints. I would like to know is who is supposed to cover – Jacecki, my goodness, I think he had four catches, but they're all huge. Some of them were first downs, I think two touchdowns for this guy, the tight end. He's a big guy. You should be able to find him on the on the in the field in that in that shell. And, and the longest gritty done so far, right? All the way back to his car, I think. Uh, um yeah, I mean he's he's a good player. I mean, he's drafted forget where he was drafted, but I mean he's He's not a bad player. I mean, there's a lot of good tight ends in the league right now. Not Johnny um, Munt. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah he's not Johnny Munt. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just go I ahead. Should, and yeah. Keep keep doing the gritty and keep you know uh, you know mocking the Vikings uh, celebrations like uh, Sean Payton did with the with the uh, skull chant. It never usually works out for him, so I just, they, they can do that. I don't mind one bit. That was the all timer. That might yeah. have been the all timer. And the best, the best celebration ever, ever is Steve Smith rowing the boat in Carolina wow. the week after the Love Boat. So don't bring up the Love Boat during bye week, Mark. That's a no. <laughs> yeah, that's, so yeah, we don't we don't want to see another Love Boat. No, although I did uh, I did write a haiku about that, cautioning that uh, from my bye week Vikings bikeus that are coming. We'll talk about that in the next segment. Um, Harry Hitman <clears throat> got a pick and caused a fumble. That pick was one of the most amazing interceptions I've ever seen. It bounced around. Two guys had their hands on it, threw it up in the air, bounced off his chest, then he still grabbed it before it hit the ground. Um, and I said, I think, 11 points from his turnover. So just continues to prove just how uh, crucial he is to this team. I saw one point where uh, – you know, I saw it later on a, on a, on a play online where he's just ushering, telling uh, Cam Bynum to get up, get up, get up, get up in a certain spot. And he did right before the snap and then made the tackle at the line. So he, Harrison knows what's going on and he's a leader, still a leader back there. And even in this new defense. Oh yeah. I mean, he's just a, you know, it's like when you were talking about how they're going to adjust the defenses and everything, you know, Kendricks and uh, Harrison Smith are, are guys that, you know, can play, in any type of defense, if you just tell them what to do, they're going to be able to do it. And then that, that interception was like sort of like a flashback to, um, although there's only, well, it was a Edelman touchdown or a catch in the Super Bowl where the ball's kind of spinning yeah. and hitting legs and helmets and then caught at the last second. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, you know, he's capable of, you know, I still think he's got a he's got a pick six in him somewhere. I mean, it seemed like he was doing that every other game when he was right. younger, and uh, he he does have an ability. It's just had I don't think he's had many where he's had a like a lane to run. But uh, you know, that's where this defense is supposed to be. You know, with everyone kind of back and watching the quarterback's eyes and everything, um, you're supposed to be able to get that four man rush going, and then the quarterback makes those throws that they can take jumps on and go. And you saw um, that's uh, Peterson had an interception at the end. That kind of was sort of what you're looking for in this type of defense is you're going to be looking at the quarterback. You you should be able to get more turnovers. You know, he uh, was just going to go to him next. He had three passes defended in that big interception. He might've been able to take it to the house, but they didn't need him to. They just needed him to get down. Uh, maybe the receiver would have caught him because he is a little bit, uh, long in the tooth, but I heard him saying on uh, KFAN yesterday talking to Barrero that he still wants to keep playing and he really likes playing 
uh, with with Harrison Smith, and he says it, it's kind of nice to have you know another guy back there who's that seasoned and that and recognizes different things, and they can direct these young guys where they're going. I I hope the legs stay for both him and Harrison just to keep them around and and you know bring up these new guys because uh, um, the guy we're going to talk about next before that, what uh, Patrick Peterson, pretty valuable in this team, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, in 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 many regards. Uh... He is a he's a pro's pro. He, he carries himself the way he. I mean, he's basically an assistant coach for camp for Dantzler. You know, Dantzler is the sort of you know he's young, so immature. Dantzler could go any different way. He could go. Um, you know, just looking at his personality is it's good for a guy like Dantzler to have a Patrick mm-hmm. Peterson in in his career at this point. <clears throat> sort of like a, a Newman with. Um, Mackenzie Alexander uh, at that point in their career. So, yeah. It, uh, and, you know, what, what's another good thing about him, one of the reasons he can stay around is, I forget what his contract was, but it wasn't his, contract, his first contract last year when he came was a little, was a little higher. And then this year, it's a, I want to say it was half. So he's not pricing himself out of the market. If you, you know, Some guys will say, I love football, I love football, and then they won't take what, you know, kind of what you're, you get whenever you get to the end of your career like that. And, some of these one-year deals. And um, yeah, I don't see any reason why, you know, legs can go pretty quick, you know, they can uh, disappear overnight, but this guy takes really good care of himself. And uh, uh, sure. I could see him, you know, playing another year. Uh, Speaking of mentors, Harry Harrison Smith is definitely becoming a mentor for Cam Bynum, who had a nice game, four tackles, uh, big pass breakup and a fumble recovery. Uh, he, he played well and has been played well. And, you know, the word is that he won that position from uh, Lewis Seen, who's uh, obviously out from the season now with a broken leg, but uh, um, broken ankle. He – Bynum's going to have another se- a year under him playing next to Smith, and, and uh, it's going to make it even tougher for Seen when he does come back to, 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 to wrestle in a lot of snaps from him. So what, what do you think of him so far, Cam Bynum? Well, I, I think he's – you know, he's – you know, to me, he's um, been you know pretty good, but I, I still look at the fact that Scene uh, Scene has some gifts that Bynum doesn't have, and uh, you know I don't know how long it's going to take Scene to get back to 100 percent from that injury, so you got to factor that in. But I still think that you know it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a big blow if you know how they handled draft day and they targeted him. If he doesn't become a starter at some point and become a really good player, you know that that's a you know. You can't really blame him as much when a guy breaks his foot, like in uh, still blame that turf over there. Something yeah. bad always seems to going to happen in, in London. Uh, but you know, so you're off the hook a little bit because a guy get, got injured. And he, you know, he can't help that. Uh, but you know, he he was behind buying him a little bit. Uh, couldn't take that job when he was healthy, so that's mm-hmm. concerning, you know. And I, I I still think of down the road he's the, he's going to be the starter. Uh, it makes that he returns to health. He should be the starter. And if he's a backup and a special teamer, that's a that's a bad pick. Aren't you at some point going to have Bynum and uh, Scene back there when Harrison finally hangs it up? Well, you would think so. That, that would be the plan. Or, you know, who knows? If we don't know what will happen in the draft, and if they, yeah. there's a player there and you're, and you're truly going best available, then could be. But we'll see. How about the guy they call Z, Zaria Smith? He was. Uh, uh, 
he's really starting to look like the player we hoped for when when the Vikings picked him up. He had four tackles, two sacks, four quarterback hits. He was really active back there. He seems to be he looks more comfortable in 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 the defense. And uh, you know, I, we haven't heard Hunt, Daniel Hunter's name as much, but you know, maybe they're playing off each other and setting each other up to help. You know, D- Daniel takes attention on one side and here comes Zadarius Smith on the other, but uh, 55 is uh, looks like he's having fun out there with, with this, his new squad. Well, yeah, he's, I mean, he's got experience in that. I mean, the green Bay plays the same defense, green Bay, they have the roots of this defense. Uh, green Bay has, the, he's played it in the last two years or, you know, when he was hurt for most of last year, but he's, he's played in that defense. He's succeeded in that defense. Um, you know, Patrick Jones, his first sack was a stunt with, so Darius on the inside, Darius goes outside, and uh, I believe uh, Jones goes inside. Uh, so yeah, you're seeing some of that. I, I like some of that stuff, you know, where you get the you get you don't have uh, just the two tackles. And I, although Tomlinson is playing pretty well this year, I think. Yeah. But you know, get do some extra. You know, if these extra pass these edge rushers are going to step forward, then you got a lot of things you can do with you know if Jones becomes. Uh, you know, starts to have a breakout year, then you got Jones that you can do things with in addition to uh, Zedarius. And, you know, I, I think it was, you know, they feasted on that that left tackle and that left side throughout the game. And, I, you know, Daniil got one over there. Uh, Zedarius got two. Uh, so, yeah, it's <clears> – <throat> they did what they – you know, what you'd want them to do facing a, a team that was hurting on, on the offensive line. Yeah, Hunter, six tackles, one sack, and three quarterback hits. Kendricks, Eric Kendricks and uh, Jordan Hicks each had 11 tackles. So that's that's what you want your linebackers being at. That's where Kendricks is usually. He's usually at the, the lead of tackles uh, uh, on the stat sheet. But I really think uh, as far as uh, offseason pickups, as much as I like Smith, I, I really like Hicks. He He's, he's a hard hitter. He seems uh, in on so many different plays each week. And – I think he's having a quietly having a, a really decent season for the Vikings. Yeah, and he's more physical than you would than you would think. You know, right. looking at him and soft spoken, not the biggest guy in the world. Um, but yeah, he 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 can bring a he can really you know bring some power to to his play. And uh, so yeah, I think he's playing very well. You mentioned Dalvin Tomlinson. I think it was. Uh, it, uh, KOC made a comment about him that said they want hope somebody by the end of the year puts together a, a tape of all the things he's doing in there. He seems to be uh, each week, you know, and not in a big stack way, but just you know, really helping the team and and helping, you know, the Vikings were pretty good against the run, I believe, weren't they on on Sunday? You know, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but you know, nothing really, you know, jumped. Well, oh no, I did. I ended up writing about it. Is this? You know, Joe, I'm on to the next game, Joe. I'm on to Cincinnati, right. you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but, no, um, early the um, there was a two-play stretch where they had a 30-yard pass to Waddle, and then they came right back with a uh, – Mostert had a 16-yard run. So I'm thinking, uh-oh, they, they get that going. They get the running game going. Well, after that, I think Mostert had only had 11 carries for 30 yards the rest right. of the game. Um, he's coming off first 100-yard game in three seasons. Um, and he, and he did it, you know, they got blown out by the jets, but when it was still a close game, you know, he was at a hundred yards. So it wasn't like they just, you know, the game's over and they're just kind of mopping up, but, um, they started off you know, struggling with that, that run. 
Uh, and then after that, they, yeah, they, they played the run very well, which has led into them being able to rush the passer. Right. He, uh, they gave the ball, they gave a lot of chances to Mostert. They call his number a lot, but uh, they kind of, you know, at the end of the day, I was, I was surprised at how low his numbers were. I think he caught some passes too, but they pretty much shut him down. We got to talk about special teams because uh, uh, they were quite crucial in this game. The coverage was really good, I thought, on special teams, as it has been most of the season. They had to cover 10 punts. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, Greg, well, Greg Joseph missed a, missed another kick that loomed for a time when he missed that extra point. All of a sudden, everybody had, you know, after the Vikings had gotten back up, and it's like that gave the, the Dolphins a chance to think they had life and get back in it. But uh, in the end, it didn't didn't worry. But uh, uh, special teams in general, and 10 punts by, by Ryan Wright with a 44-yard average and a 173-yarder. He set a team record for them downing seven punts inside the twenty. That is that is a weapon, especially if uh, if you're going to have an offense that's going to give you ten three and outs for crying out loud. Yeah, I mean, how often have you ever seen a guy from his own end zone punt the ball seventy three? Not only did it go seventy, you know, a seventy three yard punt, but the most explosive player in the league fields the punt. <laughs> and gets dropped for you know normally it's like whenever you kick it too far they can automatically get 20 yards because the coverage isn't there and all this stuff well he gets dropped by uh, metellus for a two-yard loss i mean that that's a 75 yard or 75 yard net going from your seven yard line to the other 18 i mean in a game like that that's you know that's off the charts complimentary football what you need that was like uh, 80 yards in the air. I saw someone tracking it online. So, you know, from where he kicked it to where he, he caught it, it was like 80 yards. Yeah. And for Metellus to be there for it, uh, wow. It's fantastic. And, um, you know, then we had six inside the 20, which is a team record. 10 was, there's only been two punters in the Vikings history that have punted more times. Um, one of them was Greg Coleman, the record 12, like in the, or 1982. So, Less you know, and, no, 83 was a year. Yeah. So, um, 82 was a strike year. Um, uh, but Metellus, Metellus, the, 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 when they opened up, you know, to me, it's fascinating to watch coaches now because the younger they get, the more fearless they get. I mean, it's just when you see a team, well, the Vikings punted 10 times, but you see, you know, you almost like it's fourth and four from your own. 34 and you're going, you know, I wonder if he's going to punt it or go for it. I mean, things, things that that never entered your mind, you know, five, 10 years ago are now it's like, these guys are so aggressive. They got their foot on the floor and, you know, frankly, that's the way that they have to play a lot in a lot of games, but uh, for them to call that fake punt, right. Frankly, it's fourth and one at your 34 or 38. I was thinking it before it happened. I was thinking, here comes a fake watch. Yeah. I, I mean, I, w- I wonder if okay, if you're if you're gonna go for it on fourth and one of the fake, why do a fake punt? Just line up and try and go go for it. But who knows? Uh, they don't. I'm not one of well, I'm not one of 32 that makes those calls. Yeah. But, you know, for Josh Metellus to meet that guy at you know right over right tackle and just arm fight him and scratch and claw and get him to the sideline without it without him breaking free. I mean. That was a. It's like he was wrestling an alligator or something, and he had to do it basically by himself to get him all the way to the end. So that was you know two great plays by Metellus. 
He did have the face masking penalty that put them at midfield on a kickoff return. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, Metellus is a guy that's a, he's a special, they got, they got more and more of these guys uh, that are really, really good special teams players. I keep hearing across the border at, it, uh, in Green Bay, they keep complaining at, when, when, when they're looking to blend, figure out what's going on with the Packers, it's everybody's always mentioning their poor special teams play and the Vikings on the converse have, you know, in general, they had one down game in general have been great on special teams, whether it's coverage, generally kicking, uh, um, punting. It, it, it's, uh, it's, it's been phenomenal. And part of it has to be their draft. They're drafting some of these, they are drafting them as special teams players. They're drafting them as players that can help positions. And then they're talented enough that they're, also playing well on special teams and maybe making that uh, their mission. Is that, is that accurate? Well, you know, Asamoa was drafted, you know, more than just a linebacker. He was, he was Matt Daniels top ranked um, special teams linebacker in the draft. So they, that had played a big role in Asamoa being selected here. And as you're seeing, you know, he's a great, he's a, well, he's an outstanding special teams player. And you also seen him play more defense now as kind of a, a guy who can shadow uh, the quarterback. And I, I, I would imagine Kyler Murray is a guy that your Asamoah is going to see sometimes shadowing. And uh, so, yeah, it, it, it very much goes into their drafting, uh, you know, especially later, obviously later in the draft, uh, you know, you're looking for special teams guys and um, they got to, you know, outside of the game, the week where I jinxed them by writing about it on Sunday and Daniels and you know, how great the special teams were and, you're, you naturally have to have a jinx game. But I also wrote about Kirk Cousins' durability in that that week and uh, just worried, you know, worried that uh, you know, that he would um, – first game he would go down – first play of the game he'd go down. But it, Kirk is uh, – shows up every play. He's, he's a jinx beater. Do we have to start monitoring what you're going to write about each week to, and steer you away and, and maybe have you write about uh, the sideline reporters or, or uh, you know, which way the wind's blowing on inside you? Something that doesn't affect the players for crying out loud, Mark. What the heck? Well, I, I, it's a, it's a, um, I don't discriminate on who I jinx because uh, back when we, you know, when we used to do conference calls with the, quarterback or the star player and the coach and you know we used to you know Aaron I was writing about backup quarterbacks and I taught was talking to Aaron Rodgers about his relationship with the backup quarterback and fact the guy never plays um you know what you know what do you what's your how do you interact with him or do you, do you try and get him ready if you're and then uh first quarter of that game Anthony Barr lowers the boom breaks his collarbone he's out so that's what we're talking about. If you're gonna, yeah, if you're gonna complain about me jinxing the special teams, I took down a four-time, the three, four-time MVP of this league. So um, I got a lot of power, Joe. Just Did you write who, do you, who, do you, who do you want me to write, who do you want me to praise next uh, the next time they play, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll put the kibosh on them. I'm gonna work on that. I, you know, maybe I'll take a look at that and break and see who we can figure out next because we got some uh, some some juju that we can get uh, uh, sent out there in the universe. Let's do it. On that note, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back with the NFL insider, Mark Craig, to talk about some stuff going on in the NFL. Well, this is the bye week. We'll preview, you know, so we don't have, 
can talk about predictions and stuff, but we don't have to make our picks yet. And just just a few more things about what's happening there and, and maybe think about who Mark should write about next. Come on back. Vikings Territory Breakdown. Okay, folks, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, you know, I uh, you're probably thinking I'm just trying to needle you with this because they talk about the Packers every week and you had picked them to go to be the NFC representative in the Super Bowl, which they still could, but uh, they're not heading in that direction right now. But we talk about the Packers every week here because they're Vikings' biggest rival, and they haven't been able to uh, – to uh, beat them much in the past, in the recent past. Well, right now, the Vikings are 3-0 and in the division. They're 5-1 and overall, and they're atop the division and two, and a, two games ahead of the Packers with the tiebreaker. Um, Packers did not look good Sunday in, a, in losing that. They got double-doinked by the New York teams, first the Giants and now the Jets. <laughs> I think the Jets, are, Jets and Giants are better teams than they have been, but I also think the Packers are – not as good as advertised. Any thoughts there? Well, first of all, don't say needle. I got yesterday. I got four vaccines, and I gave and then blood work done. So, uh, so yeah, I'm feeling a little groggy today. Okay. Um, as far as the pack, you know, the Packers are only they're scoring like 17 points a game. So it's they're not you know the firepower that you expect out of the Packers is just not there now. And saying this, you know, the Jets. And the Giants are what we've seen in a long time. Though know, the Jets, I still haven't watched the game. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to you know, to watching that game and see just how the you know how the Jets played. By all accounts, you know they dominated their defensive line, dominated the Packers. And also speaking of special teams, I believe they had a punt return, a block, punt block for a touchdown, I think, or something like that. Yep. Um, and another kick was blocked, and so. You know, the Jets are going to surprise a lot of people. I'm not sure. When do the Vikings play them? It's, I um, think it's in uh, uh, late November, I want to say. Or, you know, I guess I could look right here. They play them on November, December 4th. Yeah. They play the Jets. Well, you know, the, the way Roberts Sala has got them playing, uh, I wouldn't be making fun of too many teams that are going to lose to the Jets because they look like they're – they look like they're getting better. They look like they're well coached. They look like they're pissed about being terrible for so many years, and they look like they're starting to line. And the Giants are are um, the, the Giants are playing with confidence, and also Barkley being healthy helps them. Uh, but yeah, I obviously the Packers don't look as good as I still think the Packers are going to peck and scratch and maybe win, you know, nine ten games. Uh, but you know, the Vikings might leave them in the in the dust. Uh, the Vikings are, are a better team. They're um, a healthier team overall. And, you know, and, you know, we're learning that Aaron Rodgers can't do it all by himself. You know, uh, I still think there's going to be a receiver step forward. I thought it would have happened sooner than this. Um, but yeah, right now they're, they're, uh, you know, they, they had all the three straight years of, of only three losses. Well, that's going to go by the wayside here this year. So, um, you know, this is the, the Vikings are, should win the division. It's the pressure. You know, I, thought, I wouldn't say it's so much pressure because you got a new coaching staff, but they kept this team together for a reason. And, you know, you, you got to strike this year, but otherwise the whole Kirk Cousins uh, question comes up again. And then the Harrison Smith and these guys, these guys all get older and everything. So, um, yeah, this is when the Vikings should seize it and win this division. 
um, the Packers, you know, every, everybody's, you know, uh, crabbing about how come they don't run the ball more when they got Aaron Jones back there and Dylan, who are both decent running backs. And uh, I heard just, just the other day, I heard Aaron Rodgers say he wants to simplify the offense and, and uh, Matt LaFleur said, what's that? So I, <laughs> there's a little disconnect there between the head coach and quarterback. So keep it coming, green and gold. Gotta love it. All you want. Uh, Tom Brady goes to his former owner Kraft's wedding. Guys are getting married. Just got married. Huh? Well, good for him. And the and the Pittsburgh upset the 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 Bucks. What was uh, with you know he, he went to that wedding like on Friday before a Sunday game. I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Any thoughts there? Uh, Belichick didn't go, and he and he goes to Cleveland as an underdog and ties. I mean, how about that? You know. When Bill Belichick was in Cleveland, you know, he, he was a disaster, you know. Although you look you look back on it in his first year, I mean, how he he played teams close with a, that were more talented and everything. In hindsight, he did better than you than he was given credit for. But to go back to Cleveland and uh, and tie um, George Hallis for second and wins <laughs> as an underdog it, with uh, Bailey Zappi as his quarterback. I mean, that's vintage Belichick. Uh, and to do it running away, you know, to do it completely out coaching the coach of the year from two years ago. So, wow. I, I asked about Tom Brady and I get another Belichick. We're going to have to have the Bill Belichick segment well, from you. I do, I do appreciate Tom Brady, you know, uh, and, and I, I appreciate Mike Tomlin being as good a coach as he is because that, t- that wiped out a lot of people in my circle. Uh, I had the Rams and I was going to take the, the Buccaneers, but. I've just been burned too much on the Steelers and uh, you know, for Pittsburgh to win that game at that's like vintage Pittsburgh. It's like, you're just not going to see Pittsburgh just, you know, have some 10 game losing streak. It's just not going to happen. They're just too too solid. Are you still alive in your survivor pool? Well, it's a revival pool. They started at week three. So um, there's like a hundred people left in that one. A revival. So everybody got knocked out. So you started again. Well, that? the people who choose to, yeah. If you want to keep losing your money, yeah. <laughs> what a season! A couple marquee games that were interesting: Bills and Chiefs. Uh, uh, the Bills went into uh, Arrowhead and and uh, they took it to the Chiefs and made them look uh, somewhat mortal. Uh, it looks like the Buffalo is still the cream of the cream in the AFC now. Granted, uh, who knows what's going to happen in the postseason, you know, between these two teams. I'm sure they'll meet again. But that was uh, – it's always fun to watch those two teams play. And Buffalo, when they're on, they, they look great. Yeah, I mean, the, the league is in such good hands. When it it's, – it's so it's so nice to watch, like, you know, the, the guys in, you know, 40s and 30s, like, you know, to, to be able to see Tom Brady still play and Aaron Rodgers and, uh, and then to see where this league is going with Mahomes and Allen and – uh, Lamar Jackson and just uh, the different types of quarterbacks. Um, you know, there's a reason why, you know, you get a little frustrated with all the roughing passer penalties, and, but they're just trying to keep these guys up, upright. And I, I don't like that. I think they go overboard with it, but uh, I do like where the league is heading. And, you know, to me, those are the two top teams in the AFC. They'll probably play again, but I, you know, I wouldn't go to sleep on, on Baltimore. Baltimore is, uh, they can figure out how to, hang on to their big leads, you know, that's an extremely talented team. Well, the uh, 
you know, you're all of a sudden bullish on the NFC East. We had the Cowboys in, uh, going to Philadelphia this week, and the Philadelphia looked like they did against the Vikings in the first half, making the Cowboys look terrible. But the Cowboys hung in there, but they were they're overmatched. It just as I thought. I think Philadelphia is still a ahead above the Cowboys, and uh, even though you have the Cowboys picked ahead of the Vikings in your power rankings, four versus five, I I, I I'm. I know the Cowboys have a tough defense, but I'm still not a believer that 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 offense just doesn't look great, and I don't understand it with the. Offense. Well, I mean, I, I I I like their offense, their defense a lot better than I like the Vikings' defense. Oh, yeah. um, but you know, and also you know, Dak Prescott's going to be coming back. You know, it'd be interesting to see what happens that first game. A lot of pressure when you're coming in. You know, they you know, maybe if he if he comes in this week and then he's uh, um, they have having lost, it's a little different situation, but. You know, to do what they did with Cooper Rush, you know, to win four in a row and they're doing their defenses playing, you know, I got, you know, the Vikings fifth overall. So, it, and again, it doesn't mean anything just because they could lose to whoever the 31st, 32nd team is. Um, you know, it's, for one can beat 32, 32 can beat one. So power rankings are just something to do until they can figure out a way for these. Uh, do we go to robots and they play every night like baseball and, yeah. Uh, we got to have something to do between games. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I obviously the Eagles and uh, the Bills and the Chiefs, I would take them one, two, three. And then uh, after that, you can start making a case for a lot of teams. Yeah, it, it's uh, the Vikings have the everything in front of them. I mean, uh, Dallas, I – until that game, I was I, I was saying, okay, I got to watch them coming in because they, they look pretty solid. Definitely a good D. They got their starting quarterbacks on ice, but he'll be back. Still got a decent running game. Um, but the Vikings can, if they can beat them, you know, that that's going to help them, you know, come postseason time. And uh, I was just hoping to see the Cowboys knock off the Eagles so that they were mortal. They looked a little mortal, but they're they're a pretty good team. So uh, where where do you? Put you know what, what do you think about the Vikings? Do you think like everybody else is saying the ugliest five and one team there and and uh, you've ever seen? And and are they going to get better? I mean they're healthy, which is great right now, but they've only dominated in one game. We're dominated by another game, and the other ones are uh, victories against teams they probably should have beat a little more handily. Right, should should I know you spent some time on Twitter this week fending off some people who were you know still crabbing about the uh the vikings and the way they're winning are our, our producer included um and uh we should enjoy this though shouldn't we uh, they're five and one and and they're they're still at the first quarter pole of the season just about yeah i mean to me it's it's hard to call them ugly when you've seen some of the games that justin jefferson's had i mean justin jefferson that week one and uh, i don't know what is where he ranks in the in the league right now but he's leading you know that to me is uh, pretty. It's what you want, you know. Is, is the exciting football like that? This guy has had great. You know, someone tweeted to me about, you know, I'm watching the Chiefs and Bills, and how come our receivers don't get open like like the, like I'm watching now? And I'm like, are are you kidding me? I mean, it was they, Justin Jefferson against the Packers and the Bears was laughably getting open. I mean, nobody was. It was like you know people, they. Uh, O'Connell called it one-on-one -on -one coverage. It was like one-on-none coverage. I mean, where where was the guy? Um, so you know, a lot of times, you know, 
you know, memories are short, you know, when you're, when you're following a team. And to me, it's like, I always say, well, you know, what about this or what about that? Um, you know, just like last year, whenever, well, you know, we should, we're just, we're 10 points from being five and all. And, you know, kind of like use the word of like our devil's advocate saying, yeah, but uh, someone, you know, Someone missed a field goal that they should have kicked. You know, that's uh, that's part of the game. Uh, So you can't say they should have beat uh, the Cardinals. No, they got to make the field goal first. Um, So what you're seeing from – to me, it's a complete – I think Kirk said this, and someone took it as a shot at Zimmer, and maybe it was. But to me, it was just stating the fact that that this is the complete – you know, flip-flop of last year. What they what they were talking about last year at this point versus what they're talking about this year is night and day, literally, because it's, you know, last year it was a talking about, I think even Zimmer at some point violated the ultimate Bill Parcells rule and started saying, hey, you know, pulled out a sheet of paper and said, you know, we were doing this, this, and this. And I, you know, I, I remember kind of cringing watching him do it. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, that's, that's not you, Zim. Maybe he's feeling the pressure already at that point. Uh, but you, you are know. what your record is. That's what part. Yeah, off. it's that's kind of what it is. Uh, well, you know, how, how do they handle Prosper? This will be an, a one more or one more early test for uh, Kevin O'Connell. Is two point, you know, two game lead over the Packers, a tiebreaker before over everybody in the division, um, and. Uh, they're getting their buy. I know they wanted it later and, and maybe they should have it later because they're pretty healthy right now. Do you want your buy when you're healthy and you can rest everybody? Or, you know, you want your team healthy, obviously, but isn't it more fortuitous to have it when you got some guys that you're trying to get back on the, on the field that have been banged up a little, give them an extra, extra week or is, is how is, how is Kevin O'Connell going to do this? And does he, he's got one more test to pass here with his new age handling of the team. Well, I think, you know, by moving it out of the, the London week, I give them credit for that to have the, you know, to look ahead and say, you know, if they, if they take the usual um, bye week after London, you know, that's way too early. Now, I think coming back, you know, playing two games after you played in London is, is probably enough. You know, now, now you want to take your bye. Um, you know, they've, They've hit it out of the park so far and everything that they've said they were going to do, you know, from being prepared against the Packers, you know, they, I, I didn't think, I thought they would get out coached and kind of outplayed in that game, even, even at home. Um, no, it was the complete opposite. I mean, they were ready for that game and they blew them out. Um, going to London week when the other, you know, how many people said, Oh, the saints are there and they're all, you know, they're all adjusted and everything. Well, it comes down to, to a double doink. Whereas, you know, just like a one inch, that ball curls the other way. And we're saying that O'Connell blew it and, you know, uh, he should have gone for the whole week, you know, things like that. But they were, you know, they were in that game and played well enough in that game to win and to come back and to to not have a bye. And then to go down to Miami with the heat, you know, now he's got the, you know, he's going to kick them loose after or they're they're I think they're loose now. And they probably have to come in for a meeting today, I would think. Um, but you know, they're going to scatter and come back. And, but I think that there's a respect going on between the play, players and him where I don't, you know, he's given them some leeway uh, changing some things for them and they, that they want. And, you know, I, I fully expect that come Monday, they're coming back and 
going to reward him for giving them you know, what they, what he's given them. So, you know, coming out of a buy is when you're out, when you're on a roll, it, can you keep winning? You know, it's, that's the next test. And, and they, you know, they've managed to stay healthy. Uh, they're gotta be one of the healthiest teams in the league. So, so far, they, you know, all of their, their system is working. Could be one of those times when you really want to get back to the field. You know, you're, you're healthy, you're, you're five and one, you're, top of your division you're you're getting attention and accolades around and notice around the league finally um you probably want to get back on the field and you are a little more focused so hopefully i can see that and not the converse which which shall not be uh shall not be named but we don't sit idly here at vikingsterritory.com or purple ptsd during the bye week we have our annual vikings by coups you know i'm writing a bunch of haikus about the vikings and i encourage all you readers and listeners to send yours in you know the format will be there to learn how to do it it's easy it's fun so send in your uh, vikings baikus i know you're going to be crafting some for sure aren't you mark i have no idea what you're talking about uh, <laughs> fill, fill me in on it uh. i i will do that um you know i now right now would be the usually the prediction segment i guess i would say that well, we're both five and one. I think my five and one is better than yours. My yours is probably that ugly five and one where my I picked them over the Packers. So I think my my five and one is a little probably got a half game lead. Yours, but yours is, is fraudulent because there is nobody that thinks that they were going to go to Philly in prime time and win that game. You're just picking them because you want to pick the Vikings. No, oh, look at Joe. Joe. Joe has faith in the Vikings. Baloney. <laughs> You didn't think they were going to win. You picked them for, for, for Homer status, Homer no, cred. I actually fell on the, on the sword for that one because I thought if, you know, I'm going to pick the same as you do every week. This is going to get boring, and we've done it ever since. You know, the first week you picked the Packs, I picked the Vikings, so you went Philly, so I said, okay, I'll mix it up. I'll give you a chance to get back in. That's why I, I didn't want – I didn't think they'd beat Philly because I even told my brother not to bet with my other brother, yet he did anyway. And so I was not feeling good about it, but I did it for the sake of the bet, Mark. Come on, give me, give me. Oh, some you. There. So you, you handy, you gave me a stroke. You handicapped it. There we did. go. In fact, I did. But we're both five one. We can't. We aren't going to pick yet. We got to see how the Cardinals fare this week, and we all we all get to see that because they're going to play on Thursday night. I kind of already forgotten who are they playing. Cardinals are. Uh, I want to say they're. I, I can't remember who they're playing, but we'll, we'll be able to watch him. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins will be back. First game back from his six-game suspension. And, or, uh, you know, you know, it's kind of nice for the Cardinals. They will play that game, and they will get a, an extended break before they have to meet the Vikings. So there won't yeah. be advantage there. Um, so it's interesting. But hopefully we'll see a little bit better football, that, brand of football, than we've seen <laughs> on Thursday night this year. Been pretty bad. Yeah, it has been. So, anyway, you'll have to tune back in and see. We'll we'll take a deeper look at the Cardinals next week after we've seen how they do on Thursday night and see how the Vikings come back from the bye. Send in those bye coups. Mark's going to go. I'm, I'm going to school him on those after the broadcast, and he'll he'll start writing his. I'm sure, probably not. And uh, we'll be back next week with more Vikings territory breakdown. Thanks for checking us out. Thanks for. Uh, you know, hopefully you'll when you'll uh, patronize our sponsors. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mike Woldham in the background. 
And thanks, Joe Johnson. So uh, to everybody out there, till next week. Skull.